Now, we don't have Sally Lucas in. She's off travelling. Who would have thunk it? But we do have Barry Warwick joining us. Hello, Barry. Hi, Sarah. Good to have you on board today. Yeah, nice to be filling in for Sally. Now, look, we're talking about something that I guess it wasn't always considered overly popular, but it certainly has been the last few years. It's getting more and more popular, and we're talking about rail. That's right, Sarah. I thought that we'd touch on rail. I mean, the focus has been on cruising for quite a while, but you can look at a rail as a rail trip as, you know, cruising, uh, but on your very own land-based cruise tour. Well, it, do, it is on land, and it's good for people that suffer the seasickness. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. I'm putting no. my hand up. Mind, mind, mind you, there's some really high-speed trains, and I'm not sure whether you <laughs> yeah. get rail sickness or... Yeah, True. Anyway. <laughs> but, look, I, I thought we'd start with um, some of the longest rail journeys in the world, and, uh, of course, the longest is the Trans-Siberian Moscow to Vladivostok. Uh, in Russia, and um, look, that's a distance of nine thousand two hundred and eighty-nine kilometres, wow. and it takes one hundred and forty-four hours or six days to actually complete. Wow! And is there stopovers? Like, do you get off the train and stretch your legs, or are you on it the whole time? It depends on the journey that you actually pick, because there's a number of ways that you can do that Trans-Siberian journey. But it takes you through a lot of time zones and um, your scenery that you include are lakes, mountains, a whole lot of different countries in terms of... Uh, so it's a great way to get a vast on. variety of, of different scenery and experiences. Exactly. It's, it's a really nice journey to do. Um, when I first started in travel, there was hard and soft class. But now I think you'll find that the journey is far more comfortable as trains have improved. So, so you can, how, what are the sleepers like? Do you get a decent sleep on them? Um, again, depending on the fare that you pay, it yeah, depends yes. on exactly what, what you get. And look, there's, there's different types of carriages on the train so that you can have something that is really quite luxurious right down to something that is really uh, bare bones. So yeah. I think yeah. I'd be more the bare bones, I hate to say. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I wouldn't be sleeping well. No. Um, and look, the, I mean, it's the longest, but another really long and really popular journey is the uh, Toronto to Vancouver in Canada uh, trip. And um, that, it takes 80 hours. So it's... Slightly well, better. Slightly better, <laughs> yeah. But still gives those train buffs a really good chance to really enjoy the the actual uh, epic crossing of a, a continent. And this one's really popular one, isn't it? A lot of people talk about this and say how breathtaking it is. Well, the the most breathtaking part is, is across the Rockies, which is Vancouver yes. um, through to Edmonton. And um, that's... That's operated by particular scenic operators and uh, depending on which journey you take depends whether you travel through the night okay. or whether you have an overnight stop. So Right, okay. So there's a couple of options there, which is good. There's a couple of options. Uh, but then if you really want to go from one side to the other, uh, that option is there as well. And, look, if you measure that against the uh, the Indian Pacific, which is our own Sydney to Perth, uh, it operates three times a week and the distance is only 4,352 or it's a 65-hour journey. So 
it's it's coming down a little bit. But again, it's a great experience, and that uh, that particular journey has the longest straight stretch of rail in the world at four hundred and seventy eight kilometres. So does it really? Yeah. Okay. So for something that is totally straight and flat, you've got to do the the Australian. Um, it's right now Indian back door, Pacific. which is nice. Yeah, and yeah. once again, one that is raved about by anyone that's ever done it. So. That's that's right. Yeah. Um, and look, there are so many different ways that you can do rail, which. It puts my trips to Sydney and back to shame, doesn't it, hearing it does. about those ones? <laughs> Although that's, that's quite a... And it takes three hours now. I think it could be improved upon. <laughs> I think so, Barry. But there are so many more options. There certainly is. And look, there's a lot of journeys that you can take. For example, Belmond luxury trains in England or have some ones in Scotland, some tours in Scotland. And they initially started with the Venice Simplon Orient Express, which is transporting people back in time to the 20s and 30s. And wow. The carriages don't have any private facilities at that stage, but that's done to the original style. And some of the great journeys that you can do with them is um, London to Venice, Paris to Venice, Paris Istanbul, also Venice, Budapest. Paris. So there's quite a few different types of journeys that you can do in this beautiful old luxury train where the carriages have been restored right back to their original state where the service is impeccable, the food is absolutely magnificent. But this same company also operates um, the Royal Scotsman and these are three day, two night trips to up to a week in total if you want and that just take you through Scotland so that you're getting a really good idea of the Scottish countryside and it's just a lovely way to, to see that. Then there are a lot of other trips that you can do as well. You know, there's uh, a day trip, which is um, the Jacobite steam train. It's actually two days. You go from Edinburgh to Fort William on day one and Fort William back to Edinburgh on day two. Oh, so. wow. The Jacobite. So that's obviously a bit of the Scottish Highlander history. Uh, yes, it certainly does. And it covers that, that uh, area where some of the great battles took place as well. Battle so. of Culloden. See, any Outlander fans such as myself, it's a, it's a TV show and a book series, Barry, any yeah. Outlander fan would be going, oh, I want to go see that. I mean, the scenery is to die for anyway, but it that, just that, adds an extra something. That's right. And the history's <laughs> the history's amazing. But there are lots of different um, train trips that you can actually do in Europe. And, and just to, this uh, Belmond also have one in Ireland as well so uh, again a great one for train buffs and you can then do it's a cross between a train and a tour so each night you're in a hotel but you do the train during the day and you stop off at important places. Is there a tour guide as such on that Barry that that talks you through you know the history and where you are and that sort of thing or not so much? Um, Not not so much although there there are you know specific tours that the the for train buffs that actually just do that you know, have a, a guide, a guide along the way. A guided host, okay. Yeah. Yep. But just some, just to give people an idea about what there is to do and see, you've got the Chateau uh, and Bordeaux. So this, this one goes down from Paris to the Loire Valley, 
um, onto Bordeaux and then back to Paris. Or you've got one in the north of Spain where you can do uh, Madrid to Zaragoza, uh, Pamplona, San Sebastian, uh, Bilbao, and uh, then back to Madrid. So, again, really interesting journeys that you... that. Take, fire the imagination uh, you've got your hotel accommodation they'll take you out on sightseeing tours where uh, when you arrive in a place as well so uh, some of these can be self-guided so that you can virtually do it yourself and just have a really great experience sounds like they're really tapping into lots of different niches which is great for for the train rides as you said you can stay on or there's tours where you can get off and and stay in accommodation overnight and long or short trips so it sounds like there really is something for everyone depending on what you're wanting to get out of it yeah and if you just want a small scenic one you know this switzerland is one of the great places you've got the uh, chocolate express oh hello (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> so, um, but the Bernina Express, which again is, is um, some people say the greatest scenic journey in the world. There's the Glacier Express. So Switzerland has tapped in. They've got one up to the Jungfrau as well. And um, that that's, goes to the highest railway station in the world. So there is really something for everyone in train travel and particularly Europe where... Um, the trains seem to go just about everywhere. Hot deals in the marketplace. Yes, Sarah, I thought I'd start off with the Rail and Sale, actually, Explorer. With this uh, particular deal, starting off in Sydney, doing the Indian Pacific across to Perth, and then you cruise up uh, Geraldton, Exmouth, Broome, Darwin, and then across to the Indonesian archipelago and end up in the garden city of Singapore. So that's a 27-night journey. It starts on the 2nd of January. So Okay, someone's looking for a bit of a getaway after Chrissy. Yeah, get get rid of the or celebrate that what a great christmas present oh absolutely <laughs> wouldn't mind getting that one myself actually look there's there's also another one which is um if you want to leave it a little bit later in the the year uh, to the thir- this one starts on the 31st of january and it's a 17 night one where you do the uh, the garn so that's between uh, darwin and adelaide and then cruise between Adelaide and Sydney. So you go down to Hobart, Burnie, Melbourne and then back to Sydney. So a, another great combination of I like two. the combos. You get yeah. a bit of best of both worlds. You do. So, you know, you, you've got that train travel and then you've got that sea travel as well. I think it's a great combination. The next one that I thought that I'd share with everyone today is uh, there's a cherry blossom cruise which goes around Japan. And this is a great way because you only only have to unpack once. Mm, I like that. Well, maybe more than once because you fly into Tokyo and have three nights there to start (laughs) off with and some sightseeing. But then once you're on board, it's a great tour that uh, goes pretty much to most of the islands in Japan. Okay. Uh, You see Mount Fuji, Hiroshima. Also, it goes into Pusan in uh, Korea as well. So you're getting the very best of the the cherry blossoms and um, that one's a 16 night, so it's a nice long Yeah, it is. You get to really enjoy it. I thought we'd 
move on to self-drive. I mean, we've, we've covered everything else, but there's a uh, self-drive of New Zealand. It's a nine days uh, South Island discovery. Uh, it's for under 2000 per person, and that includes all your accommodation, car hire, and uh, breakfast on a number of occasions Ooh, as what, well. What's that one for, Barry? The travel dates for that particular special are 7th to the 15th of February. Okay. So, again, it's it's um, a, a restricted time, but we can do something similar yeah. pretty much at any time of the, the year. To finish off, because we haven't touched on coach travel, we've got the Insight Vacations have extended on for certain tours there, 299 Fly to Europe Fair, Airfare. Uh, in conjunction with their tours and on other departures it's 5.99 and that's been extended through until the 14th of December so for those that want to make that last minute decision to go to Europe next year get an airfare that is a great price that's one to look at there. Excellent. Barry, thank you so much for coming in and talking travel with us today. Interesting as always. Uh, and of course, it is back same time next week. Yep. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>